0: Hello and welcome to the Building PA Podcast, a podcast recorded right here in the great state of Pennsylvania, by the construction industry and for the construction industry. I am one of your co-hosts, John O'Brien, from the Keystone Contractors Association, and I'm joined, as always, by uh, Chris Martin. What's going on, Chris?
1: Hey, John. How you doing today? Uh, this is uh, this is Chris Martin. I am president of Atlas Marketing and. We tell stories for people who build things, and John, to answer your question, I looked out before we started our uh, discussion here, and uh, I realized there's not a cloud in the sky. And Living in Pittsburgh in the springtime, early summer, it doesn't happen too often. And what I think, well, you know, you've lived here, Um, I think that's kind of foreboding for our topic today. What do you think?
0: Absolutely, it is for sure. And uh, before we jump to the topic, I'm, as always, checking in from Dillsburg, Pennsylvania. And it's uh, beautiful here. Dillsburg right is right in the heart of central PA. So uh, The home of the pickle,
1: and it covers the entire state. It's We're, we're moving forward with building PA to cover the whole state.
2: So yeah,
1: here we go.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, 2020 is uh, the year of... Covid-19. It's, it's everywhere. You turn on the TV, the radio. You go to the construction job site. You go wherever. Grocery you store, and everyone's talking about Covid-19. How to keep yourself safe, your coworkers safe, your family safe. Um, so that's kind of the basis of today. And, and uh, we have two two great guests on the show here that are going to walk us through some of the protocols that they've instituted at, at their company. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to have um, two people on from Icon USA. We have Katie Spear, a friend I haven't seen in quite some time since I moved from Pittsburgh. Welcome, Katie. And uh, joining her is Jeff Graves. Uh, Jeff is the safety coordinator for Icon USA. Um, So welcome, both of you. How are we doing today? Very good. Doing great. Thanks for having us. So, uh, you know, before we really... Jump into the, the the meat of the episode, meat of the show here. Maybe just want to set a foundation, Katie, and tell us about who
2: is Icon and
0: what's going on in uh, in your world.
2: All right, Icon USA has two subsidiaries. Uh, the first is a, a local Pittsburgh um, company, Faye, and then we also have Icon Southeast, so we do work from you know, Pennsylvania down through Florida and into the Caribbean. Uh, we work in heavy civil and heavy highway construction particularly. Um, we have offices in Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, and Florida. And we service multiple industries like transportation, ports and waterways, industrial, and energy. And as a management team um, during the COVID, um, you know we've had lots of different issues we've had to deal with. But most recently, it's the return to work. And what do you do when you have to yeah, return to offices or job sites on construction, to help obey you know the CDC guidelines for COVID-19, various different state guidelines for COVID-19 because every state has different guidelines, and you know keep our projects ongoing, maintain safety of our workers or subcontractors and vendors. And the general public, and uh, what we'd like to share with you today is one of the solutions that we've come up with that we think is kind of novel. And uh, with that, I'll turn it back to you.
0: Awesome! Yeah, we're uh, we're excited to hear about it. Um, I've reached out to a lot of different contractors. You know, we've been working with the administration, DCED, labor, and industry. And, you know, it's the safety of the worker that's that's most important to us and to the government and, you know, contractors like ICON. And I've heard from various contractors that have a pre-screening process and it's it's paper intense. You know, they have a daily, daily logs that workers have to sign off on, um, you know, spreadsheets and, and data and all this different data is collected from the papers. So I was just wondering, you know, Jeff, if you want to, run with it and talk about how you guys are handling the, the pre-screening process for your offices and job and sites.
3: Absolutely. Um, As Katie mentioned, uh, we operate in several states. Um, I'm one of a um, one of a team of safety professionals that we have. Um, I'm primarily in Pittsburgh, but we have others that travel uh, to the different states and some that are actually based on um, Florida and Virginia. So as the COVID-19 um, uh, situation progressed, uh, so, uh, some of our jobs were able to continue working uh, based on the nature of the activity taking place and someone had to stop due to the new mandates that were put in place. Mm-hmm. So as we started getting ready to go back to work again, it, and it looked like we were going to have some uh, changes in the in a situation so the office could be staffed up and uh, more employees could be turned to the job, we were trying to uh, do exactly not what you said, and I uh, was to get away from uh, the plethora of paper that was going to be generated. So when we start out, we had a three-page uh, questionnaire those up was on paper. As subcontractors would come or employees would come, each employee would have to fill that out. And, you know, one of the problems with doing that is you're passing on a clipboard, or you're all handling the same pen. And obviously, if you're handing somebody a, a stack of paper or a clipboard, you can't maintain proper social distancing. So you have to interact uh, closer than you should while you're trying to prevent the spread of, the, uh, of COVID-19. So um, our team got together, and I actually received a phone call from their teammate, and he asked me if there was a way that we could do this electronically specifically started out at the offices, um, either using an, an iPad or a computer. And I had used software program for a different application, and it, it it just popped in my head that it would work well in this situation. So what we did is we constructed a um, a, a, a logic built into it, and the forms able to do different things based on the information that you put into it. So it um, a user will go to, to our office, uh, there'll be a... A QR code on the door; they can scan that with their phone, or if they would if they don't have a smartphone, then they're also are able to use a. Um, I think we have an appliance there at the desk that that's what they can use to do uh, to and enter their information. But it's a three-page form. The first page of the form essentially explains the purpose of the form. Uh, the second page will gather the user's uh, personal information. It's not real detailed. It's their it's their name, uh, the company they represent, uh, phone number, and in a third page is the actual screening process where they currently answer three questions. Um, if you answer yes to any of those questions, then you would not be permitted into the facility. If you're into all the questions, then you are granted access in the facility as long as you maintain a proper um, safety protocols, which would be a face covering and uh, social distancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we like about the program we've implemented is it's all database driven. All the information that's in the form is processed Stored in the database that, uh, that's accessible by anybody who has uh, the credentials to get that. Once you're in a database, you can sort up by job location. You can sort up by dates, times. You know, if you're certain, if you're searching for a specific person or a project, it's also able to uh, able to notify certain people within the organization based on a resolve that somebody puts in there. Uh, for example, like one of the steps is to drill down uh, the company that you represent. Um, if you're an plus icon employee or any of our subsidiaries and we already have your personal information. So there's really no need to gather that stuff. Um, if you're a, a subcontractor, a supplier, or a vendor, then you're asked to provide the information as far as your employer uh, and uh, where you're going to go visit and what job you're going to visit. And then based on the information that's entered there, then that specific job would get a record of, of you completing the form. Uh, so it's kind of a multi-step thing. The information is gathered, the information is stored, then the information is, is distributed to the people who need to get it. So... Um, it saves having stacks of papers all, all over the place and it gets the information of the people that need it. Uh, one thing we did do as well, um, if you would answer yes for any of the questions uh, during a screening process, um, there are point people, point people within each organization that would also get a copy of the email so they can act accordingly. Uh, at that time, they'd reach out to the person and um, open up a dialogue about the potential exposure and what steps should be taken at that time. So essentially what we've done is, is, is we're able to get the information that we were getting on the paper, but without the need to have any person-to-person contact. All this stuff is done before they even get into the building, I'm sorry, into the office, mm-hmm. and decisions um, made at that time based upon their answers.
0: Um, concerning the, the project, the actual, actual projects, do, is there like a, a PSO, P- pandemic safety officer, and are, are they the ones that, that get the uh, get the notifications that someone, you know, answered yes
3: uh, those no will go way. to our um the answer yes that would be the trigger um okay. i believe that's at a corporate level our vice president of safety and an hr director serve those roles
0: okay
3: on the project level the information would be given to um if the job has a specific safety professional assigned to that project they would get it and okay. um, if not it would go to a project engineer that would be for a yes or no answer but, as i said that way they know who who's completed the form prior to coming on site um, it makes it very easy for distributing this stuff to uh, subcontractors. Instead of a piece of paper that has to be printed and then mm-hmm. either brought to the site and collected and then scanned, it's just a, a code they can do on the way here. Um, I think the whole process takes about 32 seconds from start to finish. So, you it, yeah, it, it saves time, and it, it, it's much, much more efficient than uh, standard paper. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, hey, Jeff, uh, curious, Did you, have you had any pushback from either subcontractors or, uh, you know, people visiting the offices?
3: Um, I wouldn't say pushback, more of a learning curve. Um, how we were going to implement it at the office was a thing, if it was going to be a daily thing or once a week. Um, at the office, it's daily. I'm in the field. Um, all the jobs that we're doing, uh a part of our daily routine is to do what's called a daily task planner. Um, it's when the supervision discussed, you know, the activities are going to be taking place today. A part of that task planner is to essentially a read-to-three screening, read screening question That's everybody in mass. Um, at that time, if they would answer yes to any of those, then they would ask to be removed from the job. So, really, there hasn't been much pushback, to be honest with you.
1: Well, that's, that's good to hear because, um, you know, I, I think everybody's been a little bit more uh, – open to doing what they can to keep people safe and, and not just themselves, but the people around them. So that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear.
3: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, um, and for, I'm sorry, go ahead. Chris. Go ahead,
1: John. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go
0: ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say it's, I think I heard you say it's daily for the offices. So that's. Yes, sir. Yeah, so Katie, every time you come to the office, you have to scan in with the QL code. Is that a readjustment or did did anyone have issues with those? daily screening
2: i don't believe so um i actually personally have not been in the office since that started um i'll probably be in next week for my first time so i have not personally tried it but i do know that um you know a few people have been in for estimating and a few other type issues where it's you know it is better for um you know people to be together with with distances obviously kept still um i know there you know a few of people had to have a little bit of training um, on what to do, um, I think it was particularly just people that um, you know needed glasses on and didn't have them with them and couldn't read their phone correctly. I think um, so. Yeah, there's 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 a learning curve for sure, but um, um, the daily statistics are showing that everyone's doing it. So um, it's definitely, I think, a thing of the at least near term future.
1: It, can you talk a little bit about you? You mentioned daily statistics. Can you talk a little bit about like what? What what that what what that's teaching you? What are you learning from it? Not just from the standpoint of you know versus you know Katie versus Jeff and where, you know where you're at, but what are you learning from that?
3: I oh, haven't really comprised like an in, in, in analytical component to it uh, right now. It's just gathering the information, and the intent was to be used, I think, initially to make sure that people that were in the office were complying with the mandate to uh, to uh, complete the survey. Or so um right now we haven't really done much with it. But it's only been in place for about a week. So I think as it grows, we'll be able to, um, you know, focus on is it more subcontractors is it more faith people, you know, remission subs that we have to uh, spend more time with and um, stuff like that, you know. I, I, I said, like right now, there's not a real analytic – it's not being used to analyze anything that much except, except for uh, attracting people pretty much. And then right. um, if there is an issue, then we could use that as the information obtained for – I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> <laughs> What do they, I just said—the word tracking. What do they call it? The contact tracking. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll be able to track. Um, if there was a person that showed up at one of our Virginia jobs that ultimately ended up testing positive, you could then take that information and see who else, you know, was at the Virginia office that day, and that gotcha. would help you kind of connect dots if you ever had to, ever had to connect a source tracing. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, that would be the. I think that would be the ultimate use for it if there unfortunately was a positive a COVID a situation, yeah. then you'd be able to track people they may or may not have come in close contact with during that period of time.
1: Right. Well can I ask and, and you don't you can say, you know, a sizable number or uh, was there an investment on on the part of Icon USA to set this up?
3: Yeah, okay. it's very minimal.
1: Okay. All right. Um, and,
3: yeah, it's and extremely it's, it's extremely affordable software program, so
1: Good, and that's good to hear. And the reason I ask is because some of our listeners um, who, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Katie Spear and Jeff Jeff Graves, sorry, I screwed up your name, of Icon USA, and we're talking about um, a resource that they've invested in to help their uh, office and job sites manage and track uh, employees as it relate as it relates to the COVID nineteen reopening or opening. But so so Jeff, let me ask you this then: as, as far as the the technology side of things, was was there a big learning? You mentioned learning curve earlier. Was there a big learning curve in terms of how to use the software? Um, help our help our listeners understand that a little bit more. Um,
3: I've used it. I've used it in the past for other things. So um, for me, there wasn't. But it's essentially a drag-and-drop interface. Uh, some of the logic can be confusing, but their uh, tech support there is really good. So um, essentially you have two choices you can take. If you want to use the software, you can do a self-hosted, a self-hosted version, which means you buy the software package. You would have to install it on your own server, uh, maintain your own database and all that stuff. Uh, uh, due, to, uh, due to the um, ease of implementing the other way, we chose to do the hosted route. So it's less than a dollar a day. And that's for the um, uh, that's for the software license, uh, maintaining the database. That's for service base. That's for the encryption of the data, in the uh, uh, site security certificate. So, it's very affordable. And yeah, your biggest investment, if you haven't used it before, would just be the time. um, Just the time.
1: Do you mind sharing the name of the platform that you're using?
3: No, it's called Macform. It's. Uh, www.machform.com, that's the URL. Okay. Um, Yes, I've been using them for other things for over 10 years, and I've had no issue with it. So it it just seemed like it afforded uh, afforded another opportunity to use it for this.
0: I definitely see uh, the impact of COVID-19 changing the way that we live our lives from, from this point on. And a device like this, you know, an app like this could definitely be helpful. Do, do you see, do you envision expanding on, on services like this, apps like this, where it could possibly, you know, take your temperature or something, or, like, do you see more uses for te- technology and, and the, and the new normal, as everyone calls it, the new normal, which, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I, I don't know,
3: know. if that's being, <laughs> I don't know, I don't believe there's an interface to directly, like, take a temperature reading there, but, um, if it was, I guess an example would be if it was like a self temperature scan you could you know you could enter that information and you can have it enter whatever, you can have it collect whatever information you can enter into it if that makes sense but you okay. uh, there's no inputs in like from a, a thermometer that I'm aware of you know there may be something out there that's commercially available that's designed specifically for that but you know this application I don't believe would ever be able to do that without you at actually you know, like cupping in a uh, 98.6 degrees or whatever your temperature exactly.
0: would be okay uh, so you'd have to manually input it okay <laughs>
3: got it right if it ever came
0: to that yeah it's uh step in the right direction you yeah, know the more the more data that's easily usable you know i can always see it's uh it's a good thing for the industry yeah
1: i i like the fact that you can you can actually go back and quickly find specific people that may or may not have been impacted by something um hopefully you never have to do that um but uh you know that's a that's a really solid tool there for for the rest of our uh, rest of the industry. Um, in a way, uh, last question for you, Jeff and, and Katie as well. How is the application on the job site? Are are you strictly using it for the office?
3: Um, as I said, when we started this, uh, some of the job sites were already going. So those are so the employees are screened during their daily like job debriefing or, or job briefing. I'm sorry, but. Uh, for the subcontractors and vendors and suppliers, oh, we've been using it for that because you can attach the QR code to an email uh, that can then forward it out, and then you can scan the you know, scan the QR code, and you can answer the same answer the same questions in a streamlined manner as opposed to you know, the old pen and paper. But I think the application of this, you know, outside COVID, you, know, you can use it for a myriad of things. So after you invest in the time to set it up, but what you wanted to do with it after that is pretty much up to uh, up to your imagination, I guess mm-hmm yeah well that's good well yeah
0: like i mentioned earlier uh you know i talked to a few contractors and, and even last week kca had a had a zoom meeting and we had four different safety directors on and i believe all four were doing the paperwork you know the paper trail as far as daily uh screenings um so yeah, i can definitely see the benefit of this app and um i'm glad you shared it with our audience today so uh this will help.
3: Absolutely, I hope somebody else can find it useful yeah. and um,
0: implement the same thing. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, yeah. Thank,
1: you. thank you both. And Katie, thank you for joining us. I know you kind of dropped off there uh, midway, but you, like a trooper, you got back on. So thank you. <laughs> uh, appreciate that. Um, but uh, again, this has been uh, Jeff Graves and Katie Spear with Icon USA. And you have been listening to Building PA Podcast. Uh, other episodes of the second season of Building PA Podcast are now, or will be available, or are available at BuildingPAPodcast.com. And please listen to the episodes on any of the current platforms: uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia, sorry, and Apple, or, or your favorite platform, because we're there. And, uh, again, thank you. And, again, lastly, it's Machform, dot com. Is that right, Jeff? Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you both for joining us. And, John, as always, thank you.
2: Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Katie. Take care. Uh, Thank you both. Bye.